What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the HK Video Game Experience, your number one source for all things video game, movie, um, whatever, ramblings, fireside chats, the clean podcast that is the HK Video Game Experience. I'm Hollywood Cole, and I'm here with Clear Fire. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Nothing. We are finally here to talk a little bit about. Well, to finish up the Final Fantasy VI episode, Part Three, The World of Ruin. And it has been a minute. Uh, a minute as like all the way back at the end of January was when we dropped <laughs> ep- Part Two. <laughs> it doesn't uh, seem that long, but just it have is. That in. Yeah, this is the... January 24th. Wow. January 24th is when we dropped that one. And today we're recording on June 3rd. So that's that's the gap we have on this one, and it's just been kind of one of those arduous tasks almost. It yeah, feels it like it to became, feel like work. So I mean, so didn't want it um, to feel like work. We try to have fun doing this. So appreciate you guys bearing with us. But before we get into that, I got a little bit of news. A little bit of news. I got a little bit of news. But I'm going to ask you this question. Okay, ask me. And a without question. going into a 10 minute monologue, because I know you're going to you- want to. Hush it. I know you're going to want to. Hush it. Is is Anthem dead? I would have to say it is definitely pretty close to it. Yeah, it is on its uh, I'm, I'm not going to go any rattle. deeper than that, but it is definitely pretty close to it. Um, EA, has, EA and Bioware definitely have dropped the ball on the game. Um, I've not picked it up. For quite a while, so um, I don't have any. Don't even have any inkling to want to play it. And Cataclysm isn't really sparking any interest for me wanting to play it. So because it's not out yet. <laughs> well, it's not yet. It's not out yet. It's supposed to be out they're, in May. It's yeah, not. They're, they're dragging their feet about that. So they they've done a bad job about it. They've shot themselves in the foot. I hope this is no indication of what they're going to end up doing with. Um, uh, the Star Wars game that comes out this fall. No, I don't think that's an indication. It could be why it's so bad. They might be working on it. That's what I'm. That's, th- that's what hope. I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping because that Star Wars game, at least from the trailers they've seen, uh, I've seen the look just killer. They've already so, felt well, Disney's wrath once. They don't want to feel it again. Very true. And Disney, you know, they just opened up Star Wars land in Disneyland this past weekend, <laughs> so they're definitely rolling hard on the Star Wars stuff. So, so. Cataclysm was supposed to be out in May. It is not. They're spending time working on it. So maybe that maybe they just said, you know what? Okay, well before I jump into the maybes, let me take let me give you some numbers, then we'll kind of debate, do a little bit of theory uh tossing here. Uh so Bioware has not released any official numbers on what their player base is, which is to be expected. However, when when uh here's some data points here. When um when Anthem was launched, they had four hundred or excuse me, four thousand two hundred channels on Twitch streaming it. Four thousand two hundred. Three hundred average uh three hundred and thirty thousand views. All right. Two not weeks bad. No, not not bad at all, absolutely. Two weeks ago, average fifteen channels, hundred and thirteen viewers. 113 viewers, man. That's that is bad. There's more people watching Mega Man 2 being streamed. 
And so yeah, and that that brings another well, conundrum. Well, let me give up. you one more one more one more point because then we're going to eventually into it. Xbox top forty nine games played. They have a on Xbox One. They have a little list of their top forty nine games play, played. It's not even on there. Anthem is not even on there. More people are playing Fallout seventy six. More people are playing Black Ops two than they're playing Anthem right yeah. now. And the people are complaining about matchmaking. So somebody told, I think it was Coastal said uh, he's thinking about getting Anthem, which I wanted it to succeed. Um, I did too. It was uh, no way we wrong fun factor like the controls of it really great but if you basically if you took and this is the best reference i can do because destiny 2 for whatever reason still has life in it people are still watching it on twitch and this is something i want to talk about just for a second once we get talking more about the twitch conundrum um but destiny still has a good bit of people playing it and you know how repetitive destiny 2 is Double the repetitiveness, yep. and that's what you have for Anthem. Anthem is even more repetitive than Destiny 2, and it's smaller as far as activities that you have to do. Basically, it's how your activities are go to this point, guard it, shoot a bunch of things, go to the next point, guard it, shoot a bunch of things. I mean, yep. that's really all there is in it. It's not, there's no depth to it, and that's what's sad about it. It's a beautiful looking game. Flight controls are awesome on the Javelins. The Javelins are unique and fun to play, but once you've played them for 10 to 15 minutes, you've played all they got. I mean, it really <laughs> is. I mean, it's, 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 there's no depth to it, and that's what is killing Bioware and um, EA on this one game. I mean, it, it, it so, had so much potential. What should they do? Because so, but I'm going to give you two options. So one is release the game for free to try to get a player base up or pull a Final Fantasy 14 and completely rehash the game and release it again for a free-to-play game is what I would probably do. I would probably do the second option as well and do it more like um, what's the other game that's out there that is no compared Sky. to... Not the no same. Well, they re-released it. Is what I'm saying. They re-released it, but it wasn't a free-to-play game. They no, just no. re—they redid everything. They revamped it inside and out, and now No Man's Sky is actually a pretty decent game. You know, because you actually have true multiplayer in it. You have encounters that you have. I mean, you can build worlds with people. It's really you know what it was supposed to be when it was released, but it took them over a year to deliver on what they said they were going to deliver on release date. Um, So it's not uh, a Warframe. Warframe, that's what I was thinking about. It's a free-to-play game, Warframe, and a lot of people play it in lieu of Destiny sometimes. You know, they go back and forth. A lot of the players that that I've played Destiny with, they also alternated on Warframe. I really think that Anthem should go the model of Warframe. A lot of people that play Anthem even say this. Go the model of Warframe. You know, you, you it's a free-to-play game. They drop content constantly. Warframe gets content dropped to it constantly. You don't have to pay for it. But what you do have to pay for is if you want crazy upgrades. So if you want to, like, you know, all, all the crazy stuff, mm-hmm. you can still earn it in-game. It takes time to earn it in-game. But you would have it like that. Uh, and Warframe's, yeah. act- and, but Warframe's act. But Warframe's actually striving and surviving. You know, it's been going on, I think, even longer than what Destiny's been out. And yeah. it's still it's still growing as a community, so I think that Anthem should look at a model like that if they want to try to survive it. Um, but the other th- other point I was alluding to is the Twitch conundrum, and I just want to touch on it briefly. You know, uh, everybody's always wondering what the player base of a game is. You know, and th- that's always a good thing to know. You, know, you want to know how survivable this game is, how long it's going to have longevity to it. 
a good indicator is the Twitch streaming slash watch base. If you have a large watch base slash streaming base, you actually could say the game's going to survive pretty well. And that's a good sign because people go on to Twitch to watch it, to learn how to play a game, learn how to do certain areas in a, in a, in a game or in a map or a world of a game. And Twitch is actually a good thing. And that's I kind of like the way that Twitch has come about and how it's grown. It's, it's a really great thing. I like to use Twitch. I, don't, I can't use it right now where I'm at because live streaming is just a no-go for my upload speed. I have terrible upload speed, but I can play with you online all day long. So... Um, but it's just one of those things where Twitch, when it took off and got big, it got it did. I mean, look at Fortnite. It got big through Twitch because of Ninja. you got other games that have done that too. Destiny with uh, Bife. I, I love his lore stuff. And Datto, I just love watching some of his gameplays. And and some of the comments they do. I mean, you've got, Re- you got Wrecked on there. Um, you've got quite a few other people on there that, that are great at streaming. And they do a good job through that. Um but I've, it's kind of a conundrum how Twitch actually can be a representation of how well a game is perceived in the gaming community. Um, some games that are terrible actually have some great Twitch player bases. I mean, it, it's crazy. You know, like Destiny 2, although it's a game that when they do release the numbers, the actual players that are playing it are down compared to where it was at. It's still got a strong following on Twitch. Yeah. So... I, I really, and so those I, are just, I, you know, there are probably are a few games that um, people, like, you know, if you play a RPG, they don't necessarily want to stream it. So I uh, like to get engrossed in the experience. So it's not necessarily indicative of whether or not a game is doing good. Obviously, these online games, it's almost a ditch giveaway. Like you're you saying, be, Destiny yeah. and Anthem, those are definitely be streamed. Those are community yeah. games. Uh, so you play those to interact with people usually. So, yeah, so it's interesting. I mean, I hate that it's like that. I wanted it to do good, and maybe they will re-release it under something new. But like you said, that Star Wars is probably calling their names. Like, well, we're going to have to make this one really good because to make up for the loss we just suffered here. Well, um, and also, to the loss with Battlefront 2. I mean, because EA took a huge oh, yeah. hit when They're they dropped Battlefront 2. Well, they, and, they fired a lot of people. We talked about that on that one. Their company, yep. you know, didn't do as well as they thought for multiple took a reasons. a large hit, yeah. But uh, but anyway, so just a little bit of video game news there uh, for you for Anthem. I thought that was interesting. And don't forget, guys, I don't know when this one's going to drop, but remember, E3's coming up uh, very soon. It'll be before E3, June, yeah. June, June 11th through the 13th. And you know, of course, before June 11th is when the bigger names do their um, their their kind of, uh, God, what is the presser. And so you're going to have Nintendo, Xbox, a couple of the game companies do it. Remember, this year you will not have Sony there. Sony will not be releasing any information and will not be at E3 altogether. So that's kind of a big eh and weird thing. And two, we're going to kind of do our coverage a little bit differently because E3 is falling in between both me and Hollywood's vacation times. And so I'll be on vacation when it starts and he'll be on vacation. Well, actually, he'll be on vacation when actual e3 is going on i'll be i'll be coming off of vacation right when e3 starting so i'm gonna do a fireside chat on my thoughts of e3 and what's happening in e3 and hopefully hollywood will pick up and pull and do a um smooth ramblings on his thoughts of e3 um don't know how soon after e3 
that they'll be dropped, but they'll be dropped pretty close after, at least I know my fireside chat will. So that way we'll give you our opinions on E3. You can at least hear that. And it might be good to hear it broken up in, you know, two different sets. That way you don't get just bombarded by one side or the other. And so we'll, we'll, we'll give you that E3 coverage that, that way we'll keep that up. And that's our annual coverage that we do, you know, yeah. since we've done it, done it, did it last year. Let's do it again this year. And, Make sure you get uh, your video game news from E3 through us. Yeah, so we released one podcast in May, the Toe Jam and Earl, and then we released a quickie, so to speak. Uh, it wasn't a quick podcast, but it was quick to prepare for because we just had our opinions, and you've kind of already knew the knowledge of the Avengers uh, comic book stuff. A lot of good knowledge in that one. If you haven't heard that one, I recommend you go back. If you're interested in comics at all or the movies, make sure you've seen the movie first, but a lot of good comparisons to how in-game works with the comics where we think that movies going uh clarifier is very knowledgeable on these comics and it was a lot of fun to do um so check that one out but uh so all that to say we got a pretty strong lineup i feel like coming up we got uh the uh, obviously the two the fireside chats the smooth ramblings coming out we got a witcher 3 coming out uh, with a guy that has over 2,000 hours into the game. We're going to have uh-huh. a Magic the Gathering uh, yep. regional champion on here um, that's trying to go pro again. It's a whole lot of fun stuff coming up. I want to do the Final Fantasy VII coming up. So uh, just bear with and us. Also, and also, I'm covering... Uh, I actually got to do a closed beta of Mario oh, yeah. Kart on yep. the phone. And they released Mario Kart for Android, but it's been a, in a closed beta. And I finish that up here in the next couple of days. So when I finish that up, I'm gonna do a fireside chat on that. So I'll share that with you, how my thoughts are on that game. Yep, that'd be good. So uh, I think we're gonna do a smooth ramblings on uh, Guitar Hero as well. Coastal is like a a local legend there on the uh, Guitar Hero. So, but anyway, for now down to business. What we're here for today: the Final Fantasy VI. Our Final Fantasy 3 Super Nintendo Entertainment System Part 3, which is going to conclude this thing. We're going to talk about the world of Ruin. This is one of our favorite games of all time, one of our most beloved games of all time because of the story. Uh, I've heard people say, like a lot of guys on uh, Twitter or something, that there's one guy named Final Fantasy King or something like that, and he ranked this one like number 7 out of 10. And I asked him, why did you make it number 7? I th- and he said, well, because when I go back and play it and the sprites, they look kind of silly. You know, I just didn't really, couldn't get into it because, you know, he grew up with 7 and so on and so forth. So that's a that's a uh, tragedy <laughs> if you try to go back and play this game and you get hung up on the graphics uh, the story is really enriched stories I love the story of this it's been yeah. fantastic and so and, well I mean it, you, you bring up I just want to touch on that one point there about um, growing up with uh, old, uh, newer versions of Final Fantasy um, one of the uh, video game stores I frequent in Brandon um the, the people in there, they, they love Final Fantasy. I'm like, what's your favorite Final Fantasy? They go, Final Fantasy X. I was like, oh, that's great. What Final Fantasy have you played? 10, 11, 12, 13, <laughs> 15, you know, and 15. Yeah. I'm like, so you haven't played like 1 through 9 yet? You haven't played like 
the start of the series, the series that made the game, you know, you didn't play two that actually brought it here to US, that really brought it to US, you know, three that really brought it to US, which is actually, you know, what, four, what's four and six? So yeah, four and six is two and three. Four and six. Yeah, two and three is four and six. You know, you didn't actually really get to play those. They're like, no, we just, uh, no, we don't like the graphics. I'm like, it's not about the graphics. It's about the story. It's <laughs> the, the story. When you, play, when you play Final Fantasy, you don't play it for the gameplay. You don't play it for the Oh, you play it graphics. for the gameplay. That's a good gameplay, well, too. I mean, it's got great gameplay, but you you play it for the story. I'm sorry. My, mine it's Final the story, Fantasy, yeah. I, I could care less how, how good the gameplay is or not. It's the story. It's like watching a movie because, I mean, remember us growing up, you know, half the time, you know, when I was sick at home, you would always come over or I would sneak over to your house and I'd be laying on the floor or you'd be sitting in a chair and I'd watch you play it. And to me, it was like watching a movie, you know, it's because I'm getting the story and getting that whole feel. And that was so great because that's how I envision Final Fantasy. Every time I pick one up, it's not, okay, how well are these controls are going to be? It's like, okay, how deep can I get into this story? And that's what I like about Six. It's got such a great, compelling story that you get so deep. And it's a story within a story because there's so many people in there and you get to hear the story of each character. And it's so great for that. So it's character development and how uh, tough do you want to make your guys? How powerful do you want to make your guys? And so the first part the world of balance is more linear there are a lot of places you can kind of to break off and go places um in dragon warrior jack dragon quest was one of the first games that kind of brought this to light to where you can kind of go wherever you want to go obviously you had these invisible walls to where if you've wandered too far away from the town or whatever the monsters just got so tough you didn't stand a chance well now they've got a lot of new mechanics involved you could have play at parties of four you got different spells and gear that's just tons of spells and gear and everybody can learn every spell um and so when you get to the world of ruin it really opens up um and one of my little fun things i remember about this game is back when the day that we had all the time in the world to play these things uh was when i went through it and finished it uh the first time i didn't get everybody and uh when you walk through the, the end game scenes and all this, and I just thought they died. I mean, they're not in the world. Went back and uh, had a strategy guide and looked through it and said, wait, you can get everybody? And I just got to play the whole thing again, a whole different experience. There's only a handful, and I don't know the number, I'm sorry, but maybe six people that you have to get um, through the playthrough of the World of Ruin out of, what, 16? Something like that. Yeah, that's what you say. It's between 12, 12 and 16. 12, I uh, that was allocated. So it's twelve, yeah. Um, yeah, twelve. Uh, they don't count. They don't count uh, Umbro and Gogo. I bet. So somewhere around there, yeah, twelve to sixteen, whatever, something around there, a lot. And so uh, to go back and do that, and then to see their stories. Wow, what a experience that was, especially on the Super Nintendo era, where these sixteen-bit graphics were just, you know, they were next level, they were next gen. And so not only do we get to see all these great scenes unfold in their sixteen-bit glory, but we get to relive that or live that great story, that compelling story that Clear's talking about. So this game was phenomenal back in the day, and it still is one of our most pe most people our age. If they're an RPG fan, this is their favorite game angry video game nerd has been going on the record this is his favorite game so um let's get into it a little bit um it's definitely in my i'll say this is definitely in my top three just because so what about rpgs 
I mean, it's it's it just really is. I mean, it's just your top three in RPGs or a top yeah. three of games all overall. Uh, probably top three games overall. I mean, yeah. it's just one of those games. That, it's got it's got too much history. It's a game that me and you played together, so it goes all the way back to the end. It's you know the start of me diving hardcore into a Super Nintendo. You know, it's just so many. There's so many catalysts there, and the story's just so great. It, it's it's probably definitely in the in the top three. I mean, if it wasn't, it would be top four. I mean, it's just like that. It, it's it's one of those great games. <laughs> you say it's top three, but if it's not, it'll be top four. So there's exactly, one game that's yeah. questionable right in there. We don't yeah, know. maybe, maybe. Yeah, uh, we, we've, it's at least we, top we, four. We, 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 we I know I'm know flaky I go as far that, as to so. say top three. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. No, this is probably my uh, number one game of all time. But it. But anyway, so the world of ruin. Kefka has destroyed the world of balance as we know it all for his personal self, uh, selfish gain. Right, his personal gain to be the most powerful man. Everybody's going to worship me. I'm going to show how powerful I am by moving the statues of the goddess goddesses that created. All of the magic and magicide in the world, the espers uh, that we talked about in part two. So, wow, what a what a terrible ending for to, to fade out on. You wait, it fades back in, and you got control of Celeste, probably a character you didn't play that much because her ability is not that good. The runic ability that absorbs magic, not that good compared to all the other cool stuff you can do. I still giggle every time we say Celeste because I still hear cells. I still hear cells. So if I keep on if I keep on giggling, guys, it's just that's that's just something I'll always giggle about because I know it's now older. It it is Celeste, you know, but cells is what we called it growing up. So, so you wake up on this island with Sid, and Sid, like we talked about in the part two, he's in every Final Fantasy from here. uh, He was in part two, so I don't know when he was introduced. I think he was introduced in two. Um, which would be four in uh, the whole, you know, true canon of the Final Fantasies. But, uh, and so they're on this island together, and he's been taking care of her, and now he's fallen ill. And so uh, Celeste, now, as you're controlling her, you can tr- you go catch fish out of the lake, you can feed him to get him well, or feed him and he'll die. And so... Um, you know, as far as you know, in the game, obviously, you know, it's a game. There's going to be more to it than that. But as far as the story in the game, you are isolated. And it's really kind of dark. I mean, you can save him or he'll die. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect the story. Um, you might want to save him just out of your your humanity because you, you're kind of falling in love with these characters. But um, if, he, if he lives... You, he says, hey, there's a raft here. You get on this raft and you sail to the mainland. That's the, that's the happy ending. If he dies, Celeste goes to the top of a mountain and jumps off to try to kill herself. And she falls off and, and uh, lands on the beach or something. In a, or I can't remember if she, does she jump or not. Do you remember? She jumps. Yeah. I think she jumps. I'm pretty sure she jumps. And a dove flies up with, um, with a... Uh, let me see what it says. This so nothing special, but it's hard as it sounds. If you let him die, must you experience the less reaction? Marks a major turn in character development. Nevertheless, the choice of you, whatever. Uh, whether or not Sid lives or dies, a raft will be revealed to Celeste. Yes, yeah, she finds it on her own, but she does jump, and there's a little bird that floats up with uh, Lockie's bandana on it, and uh, yeah. our Lock. We called him Lockie too, but it's Lock. Yeah. And um, you did say that you can that so you can either save Sid or yeah. kill Sid, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So also, just just want to bring this up to you about Sid since we asked the question. So far, looking at it, Sid is in Final Fantasy 1 through 15, Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Advanced. He's in Tactics A2, uh, Final Fantasy Type 0. I know he is in Mystic Quest, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. He is a trademark of Final Fantasy, and if I'm not mistaken by reading this, he is in every single Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Every single so Final just Fantasy want, game. Wow. Yeah, I just not want to just point that out. Not just the main ones. Yeah, not just the main ones because he's in Final Fantasy, the Four Heroes of Light, Final Fantasy Dimensions. I mean, the further I go, Dissidia Final Fantasy, Dissidia 012 Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade. I mean, there's like just crazy Final Fantasy that I haven't even heard of. <laughs> Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Uh, Final Fantasy Curtain Call. I mean, this this is crazy. He is basically in every single Final Fantasy Explorers. I mean, he's in basically. If there's a Final Fantasy, you're going to find a Sid in Final Fantasy. So it's it's just a trademark. He's pretty much like Moggles and uh, Chocobos. Just want to point that out. Moggles were introduced in this one. But the Chocobos were probably in for a long time. Chocobos both have been, I think, are. Through from from the beginning as well, so um, so now we go to the mainland that's Celeste, and you can go to. We're not going to go through every little detail here, but just kind of get you guys started. Uh, you can go to Albrook and get you get spun up, get all get kind of idea what's going on. Everybody's talking about Kefka. He's in the floating continent. All right, and this is interesting. As soon as you get an airship, you can go to the floating continent immediately. Mm-hmm. You're right. So I mean, you're not going to be powerful enough, but the the, the end boss is available very early. Um, yeah. You got to go through um, all that kind of stuff. But you, uh, you, you have to get there. This is the only the only part that I feel like is linear for it is I think you have to get three or four characters before you can get the airship. Yeah, yeah. So so that's the only linear part of the world of ruin. After that, it's pretty much you're open, can do whatever you want. Yeah, and so the first character you're gonna run into is uh, Saban. He's up there in Tizen, and he is. Uh, trying to hold up and he just like hey what's up Celeste like he didn't even hey, I know you were down there or whatever didn't really didn't seem to care I don't yeah. think and uh, so he's holding up this there's a kid trapped in a burning building it's a house yeah a house he's, hold, he's, he's holding, holding up, up the a house. whole entire house strong man that's, a, that's how strong Saban is he's holding up an entire house and he's like hey Cells there's a kid in here why don't you come help me get it out before I have to put this house down I can't hold it much longer. It's going to fall apart. You know? So it's, so time, it's just kind of funny. event and go in there and you get him out. So then he'll join your party. So now you got two. And now you're free to walk again. Now this is your first fork in the road. You can go right to go to Mo- Mobles. What's it called? Mob Mobles. What's, let me see. Let me try to pronounce it. Mo- Mobile. Mobles. Mobles. Mobiles. <laughs> I just I never know how to pronounce it <laughs> back in the day. M-O-B-L-I. Z. Mobliz. It looks like Mobliz. It looks like Mobliz. It's yeah. M-O-B-L-I-Z. Yeah. So it looks like Mobliz. So we'll just call it Mobliz. Yeah, so you can go there. And then um, Tara has finally found love for the children. She remembers she couldn't. She didn't know if she was going to love because she's half es- Esper. Magic creature. Thought that was kind of hindering her uh, ability to love. But she's now found a purpose. She's the mother of these children, these orphans. The town was destroyed by uh, Kefka. And so you find her, and you say, wow, I just got Saban. I'm going to grab Tara. And so uh, this boss pulls up and just smashes Tara. And uh, 
so Celeste and Saban pop in. You have to defend the unconscious Terra. So she says, I can't fight anymore. I just want to, I'm going to be a mother. So she doesn't join you, but you know she's alive. And so, well, you go over to uh, Nakaya now. So there's all these just different towns you're just bumping into. You're fighting random enemies along the way to build up either your magicite to get your magic and all this. And you are finding some random stuff in all these cities, you know, like the one big thing you find, you the uh, Fenrir magicite at the end of this this little encounter right here with Terra. So, I mean, you get, you're picking up all these different kind of things in the house. You had a bunch of different little chests and great things to pick up if you time it just right. So, Yeah, and so um, you're traveling along. You end up coming to Nakia, which is like that, that town, um, like a little merchant town. And long and story funny, short, you find uh, Sabin. Yeah, well, before, Edgar, yeah, before Edgar. you, yeah, Edgar. And before you go too far, what's funny is as you go into these towns, they all look just like they did in the world of Balance, just in ruin. You know, they're torn up. You yeah, know, kind of raggedy and everything. So even though the continents have changed, the cities still look the same. So it, you kind of can figure out where to go once you get in the cities because it's pretty much the same place everything else was at. Yeah, it's the same, and and the, the water's purple. It just looks terrible. The music's you know, the music is sad. I mean, it's got the world of music. It's, it's just depressing. Not a, <laughs> it's not, it's not, not a it's good deal. So you're trying to, you know, figure out how am I going to fix this? Right? That's mm-hmm. part of the, the story, Mystique. Well, you run up on Edgar, and he's trying to pretend like he's not Edgar. And it's really weird. Uh, yeah, really weird. It's just, because uh, you can't tell, is this, is this really Edgar or not? I'm see, 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 got amnesia? You know, what's going on? And uh, end up following him to South Figaro to get on a cat, uh, boat. But the thing is, though, is he says certain little things yeah. that make him make you say, "Oh, maybe he's playing." You know, so yeah. there's little bitty hints and clues in his speeches that he says to people, and you know, while you're kind of you know spying on him, that make you think, "Okay, maybe he still is Edgar." You know. Yeah, and so you know, but there's still that to, mystique. You still don't know. You go back to Figaro Castle and. Um, Get in that castle and go to collagen. You know, you go under the water and go to collagen. All right, so I'm kind of exp- I'm kind of speeding through this on purpose. So you find Sab- um, Setzer there. You hear about him. He's a gambler. You find him now. You got the now you have the airship. Now you can go to the end boss. Game over if you want to, if you're powerful enough. If um, but like uh, Clear was saying, you still got to get a bunch of different. Uh, Magicite to get your stuff built up, new armor. You're you're way too weak to go. He'd kill you in one hit. But it's just cool that you can do that. Um, And it's just essentially as soon as you get enough characters that you want to save, you can go do the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's the only four that it takes to get to uh, to get to uh, Kefka's dungeon. Yeah. And that's kind of the linear part. That's like the yeah, only that's like, like right real at the linear beginning. part. That's right at the beginning. And so, um, so let me see here. Yeah, I got the Falcon because that's the name of the ship now. Um, it's it's a different ship because it's a Daryl ship, which you'll see a story about it between Daryl and Seltzer. And they have a long history between each other. So that's kind of a good little story to watch. So make sure you definitely pay attention to that. That's a good little, you know, backstory to Seltzer. You get more backstory. We both have, the, we already have the backstory to Saban and to um, Edgar. You already know their backstory. And so getting to see Seltzer, a little bit backstory of why he's like he is, is really neat. And it was really cool 
um, way they did it because it's actually him and um, Darwell both have their own airships and mm, it's, it's a fun, yeah it's a race and it's a fun little story it, it's really good I really enjoyed that so yeah they end up racing uh, trying to see who's the fastest they kept saying I'm faster than you and blah 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 and then they uh, she crashes mm-hmm. and dies and so um, that's his backstory like you said we've already got Locke, Locke's backstory um I've already got a few people's backstory here. So, so standard thing, going to uh, after you get the airship, you can just fly wherever you want to. Well, if you go to Velt, guess who you can get? Gal. That's how you get it. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Um, then you can go to Thasmaza and pick up. Um, no, you don't pick them up there. Never mind. Uh, uh, see, their shadow or realm will be bedridden and suffering from nightmares back in Thasmaza. So realm, if you didn't wait for shadow, shadow's dead. He's the one that he can die. Shadow yeah, he can not be gone, and so um, he, he'll be gone. But uh, you have to win him from the. You win him at the uh, what's that thing called the arena? Yeah, you win him there. I remember there. Yeah, I remember there. Bet arena. his dagger, and then you can uh, you fight him, and if you win, he'll join you. Um, but in order, you you find somebody bedridden, and they then they run off, and then you find him in a cave. And he come, he's laid out. You fight your way to him, and he'll come back to life and run off again. And then you got to fight him and find him in the arena. That's how you get uh, Shadow back, and um, you get Locke back. Remember his uh, story with, with uh, Rachel that she's had had a Rachel on ice in this in this mm-hmm. room with all these flowers to keep her preserved. Very, this, you know, you think back of these these stories and you're like, man, this is kind of kind of creepy a little bit. But I mean, it's got you know, magic and everything else. So it all fit. You didn't think about it as a kid, but he's gone to the Phoenix cave and Phoenix cave was one of the first ones that, um, was, uh, I think you can only use magic in the Phoenix cave. Let me, let me check on that. I was reading here about, uh, getting, going to Mount Zozo and getting, um, uh, getting cyan because you get cyan through going through there. And then also as well, that's where you learn that you, you get the clue that Gal has gone back to the Velt to get strong because he's like, you know, he, he will mention that uh, Gal, he, he ran into Gal in the Velt through his path to get to Mount Zozo. Sorry, I'm stumbling a little bit. No, it's all right. A little bit of stutter going on. I have that every once in a while. I apologize, guys. I just can't remember. I think you just can use only magic in the Phoenix Cave. I cannot remember. I, I'm not sure. I'm kind of digging through this, uh, through this uh, walkthrough to see to make sure I'm catching everything. Because, like I said, it's been so long since I played it. I did play through most of it, but stopped just because I was like, huh, just drug on for so long. It felt like, um, yeah, Thou Thasma. You can actually have Shadow or Realm. Realm can be bedridden. Either one of them can be uh, be bedridden. So basically, if Shadow dies, then Realm will be bedridden. If yeah. he doesn't die, then it'll be him and Thasma. Uh, and all he can do is rest. So you got to leave there and go back. Yep. And then uh, Coliseum. Yeah, Coliseum. Um, the man outside will inform the group that the ninja has left for the Coliseum. So that's where you get the clue to go to the Coliseum to um, do it. So um, man clad in all black looking for a welcome called Ichigiki. 
I-C-H-I-G-E-K-I. Um, next step is to wager that, and that's how you draw Shadow out. Shadow out, you beat him, and you recruit him, and keep the weapon. So, um, you go back to Mobliz, and you check on Terra, who's been terrorized by one several one, by one several of the ancient beasts that was freed, and the world ended. Um, Terra, Katarin, Dwayne are all gone. Just trying to grab it. Um, Secret Passage to lead another under the Terra... And this is where you, it looks like you start to get um, Tara to come back. Yeah, Tara finally realizes she's capable of feeling love, and so she loves his children. She decides to, um, you know, join the team back. She, uh, they all, the, the group rejoices because "quote unquote" Mama is back in action. So <laughs> that's kind of that's what they put here in the th- in the thing. I don't know if that's a, something that's said in a setting game or not. I don't remember that part. So um, you go back to Jador. Um, I'm trying to remember what was Jador. Oh yeah, they were the really. That's where the auction house is. So you go back to you can go back to the auction house and buy things there. Um, let's see, just trying to catch everything to make sure we catch all the people. People. Um, uh, you can find a Moggle suit there. You can find some great items there. I definitely would go hit up the auction house because there's always stuff that you can win at the auction house. There's a boss fight in one of the mansions. Um, so it looks like Realm is involved in the this part as well. Uh, she's free to rejoin the former Returners. So Yeah, she was in somebody's work. house, like painting for him. Yeah. You have to fight the painting. And so you fight yeah, you fight the boss fight the Chatter Chatter I can't even say that right. C H A D A R in okay so you have to yeah. fight that and then that basically will free um realm so the long so. and short of it is each one of these characters now have basically kind of gone on with whatever life they can and you each one of them when you go find them some of them join you immediately some of them you have to do a couple of events to get them to join but they all have their own little stories with it. You get to go deeper into these characters. Not only are they all happy and like, we're going to go save the day. If it gets the Empire now, the world is destroyed, and they all have their own little ways of dealing with it. Um, but it's pretty cool. Um, one of the unique things also about the uh, World of Ruin is there's now eight dragons released in this world. And so you can go and fight all eight of them, or you can leave them alone. Um, but they're they're a little bit more difficult. And by the way, you don't have to use magic in the Phoenix Cave. Only that's a different tower. Um, but uh, no, but you do you do fight your second dragon in that. Um, the, yeah, that's you the can, red so, dragon. I think one of them you have to. A couple of them you have to fight. Yeah. So far, so far, reading the walkthrough, just scanning through it really quick. Two of them you have to fight. Uh, the first one you had to fight uh, Mount Zozo right before you find Cyan, and then this one, Red Dragon. So, yeah. so if you kill all eight, three of them are in Kafka's Tower, I think. Uh, two of them. I thought there was three there. But once you kill all eight, you can learn the Crusade. You get the Crusader Esper, which teaches Meteor at a rate of times ten, which is okay. Spell and Merton are Meltdown at a rate of one. I think it's Merton in the SNES and probably Meltdown in the cell phone game or any newer releases, but at a rate of times one. Merton is probably the most worthless spell. I've never found a reason to use it. It just sends a huge 
fire wave across everybody on the screen, even damages your own people. I mean, it's just like, what's the point of that? You got Ultima, you got Flare, you got a lot of these powerful spells anyway you can use without having to hurt yourself. So, um, so that's kind of cool. One of my favorite is Locke's character. One of my favorite espers is the Phoenix, and they kind of come together in the Phoenix cave. He's there to try yeah. to bring his uh, girlfriend back to life. Um, he does get the Phoenix Esper, takes it back to uh, his girlfriend, and it shatters and creates a Phoenix, and she's back to life for a split second. I think she dies and says, you know, something like, you know, you can go on without me. It's fine. I know it's not your fault that I died, and blah, blah, blah. So he's at peace now, and she passes on, I believe. Um, but anyway, so that's how you get the Phoenix, and that gives you that life three spell, which is imperative. It's not imperative. Uh, but it's very important when you fight one of these uh, monsters on the mount on that uh, tower of oh what's it called? It's one tower that you go to to the top, and that's where you can find um, find uh, what's the old man's name Strago. And uh, that one you have to use magic in, and the and the uh, enemy at the end of that thing, if you kill him, he chants Ultima. And kills everybody. So if you have life three, you can chant it on one of your guys and he'll live. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way, the way that I did it the first time because I didn't have life three. Was just use Rasp and Osmos to drain all of his magic. So that way when he does get ready to chant it, he can't. And he's out of MP. He'll still try to chant it, though. It won't. Nothing will happen and he'll die. But that takes probably an hour or two to do it that way. <laughs> he has thousands, tens of thousands, if not hundreds thousands of HP. And Wrath takes away like 300 yeah. And that's another that's a, that was another um um strategy to fight Ultima weapon back right uh, the item. Yeah, you, oh, all you yeah. had to do like to keep him cuz like he has three different stages of doing spells and his first level spells you can survive those pretty easily, but if all you do is do nothing but attack him and never drop his HP and just drop his MP, once his MP hits 0 he dies yeah. because he's a magical beast. Yeah. So most most anything, if they're considered magical beasts in this game, if you attack them by their MP, then most likely you can kill them and beat them pretty easily. So that's just a little hint and tip for you for the entire game, not just for the world of ruin, but just for any magical beast. Most of the time, if you drain all of their MP, which does take longer than the normal fight would, but you also don't have to use tons of heals. You don't. You have to use tons of potions. Uh, you know, you don't have to build up your build up anything like that as long as you have Rasp and Osmos, which I got lucky and was smart enough and had the, had those Espers or those Magicites on every single my character, every single one of my characters eventually, and so I had it on all of them. So basically, I just picked my strongest ones that had the highest HP. I said, all right, let's go in here and have this fight and just you know just just Rasp and Osmos them the whole entire time. <laughs> so. One of the cool things about this world is remember, uh, you got the airship and it's just open world. And it's demolished. So and it's not the same, as Clear was saying, as the world. The, the, the towns are pretty much the same layout. Obviously, they're destroyed, uh, but the continents are completely different. Um, and so you'll find little islands everywhere. And so one island in particular called Triangle Island, and as far as you know, it's just, an, I mean, there's nothing, there's no hints that's telling you, hey, check out this island or anything like that that I know of. It may be some random villager talk to you about it, but you go to this island, you land your airship, and you just start fighting enemies. Well, there's one enemy called a Zone Eater. And so the Zone Eater will suck, will do the engulf attack and hail a team member. 
right? And so you just fight him until when you're dead, he'll that team member come back. This has not been introduced any other time in the game, but if you let him eat all of your team members, you'll fall into a large chamber, right? Into another dungeon that has the red jacket, it has the Genji armor, a magical brush, but one of the most important uh, relics is the fake mustache for Realm. So Realm's ability, and she's an artist, so she can sketch. So in other words, uh, if you have a monster that uses scratch, she will, and you use sketch on him, she'll basically draw him up and he'll scratch a random enemy or use one of his random attacks. Well, the fake mustache lets you control that enemy. So it charms him, or it charms that enemy. And not only does it, so now, but charm usually makes them just use a random attack and they can hit themselves and knock themselves out of it. Well, if you are controlling that enemy, you get to pick the attack you want it to do on whatever you want it to do. So that is a huge relic for anything that can be controlled. That's where you get it. I love I love how the re- relic though plays off of what realm is, you know. Yeah. A, a painter, and you think of most of these, Rembrandt, you know, old society painters having mustaches <laughs> and everything. So it's just kind of funny how Renaissance. The, yeah, exactly. How, how the relic is like a mustache. You know, it's just it's just really funny that it plays on that part. <laughs> and then another uh, character that's down there, a mysterious figure draped in all manner of robes, is Gogo. And he's a mimic, and he doesn't really say anything. And so this was a weird character, and uh, this was kind of before we knew about video games. That well, this character is actually a big deal um, because he'll mimic whatever you do. You chant cure on all of your people, he'll do the same thing. He'll mimic it. You chant ultimate, ultima, he'll do the same thing. Um, if you have a character that has uh, the gem box where you can chant two spells at once, two ultima. And you have Gogo right behind him. He can do the same thing. So, Gogo can be very powerful, devastating. If you, yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot of magic ability. So if, uh, that I could use, maybe I just didn't ever get him leveled up. I'm sure that he can. I mean, you can use your espers as she's leveling up that give you magic power and get him as powerful as you want to get him. But um, that's opens up the world for a lot of different strategies uh, in this thing. So. And the tower that you're talking about, so I just got got to it. It's the cultists' tower, tower, or the cultists' tower. So the the people from the cult of Kefka's tower, and that's the one that you have to use magic. Yeah, and all of that. I mean, it's it's it can only attack with magic, and you better make sure that you are souped up for this because it's it's a tough fight. Yeah, it's uh. I mean, just reading through it, it's like, if you don't have these, don't even go. If you don't have these spells on your characters, don't even go in. Yeah, I knew it's called it's called the Fanatics Tower in Final Fantasy III. It's just this, 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 this little random things that they changed. Yeah. Um, one of the things I do want to talk about real quick is the, that was hard for me. I remember this is, I mean, this is how elementary we were at uh, video games at the time. So the ancient castle. So the ancient castle is found by going into the into Figaro and going to Collagen or back to from Collagen's continent to Figaro. And it, it he'll say the the driver will say, "Hey, we hit something. Do you want to stop and get out?" And if you say, "Yeah," you'll get out. And then it's like an underground land that was buried underwater somehow. Um, and it's actually an old ancient castle that's been destroyed. It's really cool. A lot of lot of good uh, stuff there. The Death Terret, which is called something else, for a Setzer that will do an auto kill on his darts. 
Um, you have the Master Scroll, which is called the Offering in Final Fantasy III, which allows you to attack four times, just like General Leo did. Um, that's the only place I know to get it. Um, you have the Blizzard Orb for uh, Umbaro, that he can chant a Blizzard spell to all the enemies instead of just hitting him. Um, and you also get uh, the Odin Magicite by examining Odin's statue. Um, and so we knew at I knew that one of the guys at the town somewhere says walk four steps past the queen's seat or something like that, the queen's throne, and there's a secret. And so I walked four steps past it. Nothing happened. I walked. All, I remember we could not. I mean, remember David Black. From yes, uh, yes. <laughs> from school, we were talking about this forever. What what is going on in this ancient tower? I can't figure it out. And um, he's walking around. I said, "Man, I said, dude, I walked every pixel of that stage, and I could not <laughs> find what they're talking about." And you know what it was? I don't remember. It was you had to walk four steps down past the queen's seat or whatever it is, and then push A. Oh yeah, we yeah, didn't push A, yeah. and it clicks a switch, and it opens up a side room. Well, in that side room, you get uh, Raiden, and uh, Raiden is a Odin-like Esper, and uh, Odin. Oh yeah, Odin transfers into Raiden. Yeah, so I was making sure they didn't call it something else. And then uh, you change, so it changes Odin. You can learn Meteor, but once you get Raiden, Odin's gone. You got to you got to get Meteor from the Crusader spell. Uh, but Raiden gives you quick, which gives you two instantaneous turns if you chant quick on somebody. So uh, very important one. Again, all these strategies that you can mix up, um, you know, we didn't know a whole lot about it back in the day, but I'd love to see a guy that really knows what he's doing. Here's another good one, too, that I, it just, just makes me laugh when I see this. Remember how we talked in, I think it would probably be, I can't remember if it would have been episode one or episode two of this, or part one or part two of this series of podcasts. But the ghost train, the ghost train <laughs> makes a reappearance in this, and it's just the train uh, when they fight the Dream Stooges, um, oh, and yeah. Cyan's subconscious takes them to the train. So basically, you have this another filler. I mean, because the train <laughs> sequence is really a filler. It's like, why even do the ghost train? And then now you have it again in the world of Ruin. And it's just like, come on, guys. Did you really have to put that much filler in this game? It's already a long game. Do we have to have this ridiculous, you know, 15, 20 minute filler? You know, so you do that and you go into the mines and it's, this is, and this is all in Cyan's head too. You know, so it's not even like real life or anything. So that's kind of really weird. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's how he kind of fights his demons with his losing his family in that battle. And so, and so far counting, I've counted, uh, I've counted five of the, five of the dragons. Uh, two, I think we're in a tower or we're in the tower. Um, and then I've got, no, actually no, only, only one we're in that tower that I went through. But so far, if you follow a walkthrough and this is IGN's walkthrough. So if you follow it, it'll lead you straight through up uh, right now, up to this point through five of the dragons. So if you're hunting dragons, follow their walkthrough and they'll take you through at the very least five, if not the all of them, which I figured they'll, they'll hit the last one here shortly. Yeah. And two, I'll, I'll say this too. This walkthrough through IGN is really good, 
but it kind of makes it feel like the game's linear. It doesn't feel like you're making your own choices. So be prepared if you do follow a walkthrough to play this and to play through it again. only reason why I followed the walkthrough is because I was like, hey, I've played this 100 times. Let's see what's what's the intended route. You know, what, what, what are you supposed to do at this point, this point, this point, this point outside of the areas that aren't so linear? Because, like we said earlier, once you get the airship in the world of ruin, you can go right up to the end and try to fight the boss and try to win and go go away. Or you can just sit there and level up your four characters and then go fight the boss. I mean, that's up to you if you want to do it like that. So, um, this is really good to read through this walkthrough if you wanted to find out what was kind of the intended path the game intended you to go down. Yeah, so um, there is a uh, another little side quest for uh, Strago that I just remember at Ebbets Rock. And so what it is, is you, you take Strago once you get him from that Fanatic's Tower and go to Th- uh, Thasmaza and you'll find your sis friend Gung-Ho. He's been in the gung ho's just recently been injured by a beast called Hideon. That's that's that is Strago's arch enemy, Hideon. So you go to this weird uh little dungeon where there's a little tre- uh, chest that says, I-, I won't let you through until I get 22 pieces of coral. Well, you just run around, find these other chests in this cave, it's a dark cave, um, and bring it back to him. Once he gets 22 pieces, it'll open up and then you can fight Hideon. And so, uh, Hydon or whatever. So once you fight Hydon, uh, you can make sure that you uh, get Grand Train. It's called Grand Delta on the phone, but it's called Grand Train. And I remember that uh, that is his, that's a blue magic from uh, Strago from that he can learn the monsters uh, magic, and that is the most powerful thing he can learn. And you use it from then on. I mean, it's pretty much works against everything. So. Uh, make sure you get that. If you don't get it and you kill him, he still will appear. He still can respawn later uh, that you can go back and get that. So um, that is a must get there. This is uh, so, so adding to them, there's a little warning sign here on the, this walkthrough. It says, wait, there's a 12.5% chance that that Hydon will respond at Ebot's rock. You will know that this has happened. If gung ho mentions that the creature is back, you can use the opportunity to learn grand Delta. If you did not, do so during the first battle so yeah that's what i was saying and um and so here's something i didn't know and i i don't remember seeing this scene i mean i think i've done it but there's all kind of little fun things you can do um one is seeing gal's father and so they meet gal's father at a little small house near the veil i remember this now yeah and so gal needs to be thoroughly cleaned up before he can be formally introduced to his long lost pops. So the group steps in, they go to Jidor and help give him a makeover and the dapper young lad will be ready to meet and greet his father. So that's just a little fun yeah. thing. <laughs> Didn't really do anything for the story other than, I mean, for the character other than just a cool story. Yeah. Um, the dinosaur forest. So, uh, the bracket. So there's a little dinosaur forest above the veld and that's where you really power level. Uh-huh. And that's where you get, uh, that's if you want to get all of, um, uh, what's his name? Gal's Rages, you have to do the Dinosaur Forest. Yeah, so um, I've never even, that his Rages would just be uh, such a pain. Yeah, they would be. Because it's just random. And um, But anyway, so you go up there and you get a lot of, uh, you get a lot of experience. Well, the Brachiosaur will drop a thing called it says the C- celeste triad which it wasn't called that it's called the tenabar i believe 
it wasn't Tenabar. Well, I don't remember what it's called, but it gives you where it reduces magic cost to one. And so, you. but the cool thing is you can take that to the Coliseum and use it and fight. Uh, if you win, you if you lose, you lose that magic. You lose that ability. You lose that uh, drop, which you obviously you got to go back and try to get it. It's a rare drop from the Brachiosaur. Um, but you just save it outside of the Coliseum before you go in there. Do that. If you win, you get an experience egg, though. That's the thing that it trades for. Uh, if you win, so you can get enough experience eggs and really go back to Dino Forest and, and crush it. Um, and that is a uh, th- that is a uh, good way to, to um, power level. And just so y'all know too, so just reading through this as we've gone through this and everything, actually there's been four espers that have been added to the Game Boy Advanced and mobile versions of this game. You've got Cactar, uh, which you have to fight a uh, Gigantar to get them. Uh, Leviathan, you have to fight Leviathan to get them. Gilgamesh, you have to fight Gilgamesh to get them. And Diablos. Diablos is only attainable in the Dragon's Den dungeon, which becomes available after beating the game. Defeat all eight of the world's dragons, and then fell the fearsome Kaiser Dragon to obtain the magic site for Diablos. So, and two, so far, if you follow this walkthrough all the way through, it's taking you through six of the eight dragons it's, didn't it just say that it was eight dragons yeah eight dragons eight of the world's dragons so this walkthrough will take you to do it like i said up to this point at least six of the eight so yeah follow it and you'll be you'd be good to go so i've played the game i got the game boy advanced version um and talking about i said i'm gonna go ahead and try to get them as tricked out as i can and out of whatever i'm gonna make the number 12 or 14 characters i have like 10 of them at nine ninety nine, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to get all of the uh, or was trying to get all the magic for everybody, and I've gone to that Dragon's Den dungeon and been destroyed. That's how rowdy yeah. that last dungeon is. That oh, ju- last is dungeon on Game Boy Advance is very difficult. So, um, it's the, no joke. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. And then just just so y'all know, just, just so we don't have to talk about it anymore, the other two dragons are in Kelfka's Tower, so you'll fight both of them there. So and, follow um, the walkthrough, you'll get all eight of them. And anyway, so yeah, I, I got there and tried to get through that, and it was tough. Um, so I never did do that, no matter how I broke my party up. And so uh, anyway, I need to go back and do that. That's what I'm just thinking here. So yeah. anyway... Kefka's Tower. So you get to Kefka's Tower, and of course, to give you sure you want to go to Kefka's Tower. Yep, we do. And then it lets you break up your party. It's one of those. This is it does this a lot in the uh, I say a lot, maybe three, four times in the World of Ruin, to where you have to split your party up into three different groups, so you can have four people per group. Uh, so that would give you the twelve, but you're going to leave one or two. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's fourteen people. Anyway, you leave some behind. Um, and uh, you go in there and you have to go hit switches that open up the path for another group and party A and party B. So a lot of times, if you're trying to power level, you'll go in there and get all the way up to Kefka just to get all the gear out of there and uh, kill the last two dragons so you can get the uh, Meteor or Merton uh, ability. And so a lot of times you do that. And at this point, once you've killed off all of the dragons and you've really powered level, you go to Kefka and he's a joke. Um, Kefa is not difficult yeah. at all once you have uh, leveled up your guys. Um, and he takes all these different forms, and it's actually very profound. Um, there's actually videos on this. Oh, that's an awesome fight. You definitely should, you know, 
and so uh, cherish cherish the fight. <laughs> so he's like tier one. I'm just gonna read what this is. It's the visage, long arm, and short arm. I don't know what that means. Tier two after you kill that. Tier is the tiger machine magic power. Tier three is the lady rest and the final battles with Kafka. He's got like a wing. So all these little stages mean something. And like if you you gotta go look it up on YouTube, and it's uh, really profound on how it how you have to fight him. He's turned based on what he has said at the beginning. He's gonna turn into this god and all this kind of stuff. And uh, pretty cool. Uh, but you get a super cool ending there. I mean a long just walk through them walking out of the dungeon they're talking back and forth some exchanges amongst all the characters and every one of them has their little part throughout the thing and if it's a dead character it'll like to show a little drawing that drawing that they have of them and it won't do anything that'll just skip that scene and uh like i said before i thought that that's just what you know some of them died but uh that's not the case you can get all of them um there's a lot of glitches in this game that you don't really want to know about because it ruins the game. Um, and so I'll go ahead and tell you one. I don't know if I should I tell it. Just go ahead and tell it. You can't go yeah, talk go about the game without talking about it. Yeah, uh, But it. there's a uh, glitch that if you turn an enemy invisible and then you use X-Zone on them, and I don't know what it's called in the cell phone. I don't think it's called X-Zone it will kill them instantly, even like bosses. So um, that's one way that you can just really just blast through all of the stuff. And that's pretty much the glitch that ruins it all. There's a ton of other multiple, you can multiply items, glitches, um, stuff like that. I only recommend doing any of those. I think they fixed the Exxon glitch in some of the other ones. I'm, I almost guarantee the, the Super NES Mini though is not fixed. And uh, that's gonna be a direct port over but, um, you know, just go through it. I mean, if you want to really dive into an old RPG, this is one of the best ones. This came out before Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger came out later, which is, it's always between this and Chrono Trigger for somebody's top RPG. But Chrono this, Trigger is a great one too. <laughs> but this one kind of spawned for me, the Square Enix craze, or what's called Squaresoft at the time. They had Illusions of Gaia come out after that. And yeah. it's like, oh, man, this is going to be great. And it was okay. They had Secret of Mana come out, and that was a fun one, which, by the way, I've still got the HD that I haven't, or the remake that I haven't turned on yet, and I keep meaning to do that. Um, I still have not opened my Secret of Mana copy. I opened mine, dude, because I came home after the hurricane and had all of it packed up, and I got it out and I heard it rattle. And I was like, dude, oh. do not be broken. Do not be broken. I oh, got yeah, you got it. Yeah, you, yeah, you had to open that. Thing. I had to open to see, I, and it's not broken, so... I want to play it anyway. Yeah, I, haven't, I still haven't opened mine, but you can if you want to play it, um, even though they don't have the disc. Although I did see somebody actually um, traded in the disc at my local GameStop. <laughs> I was like, why did they? Like, I see it, and I'm like, why yeah. did somebody trade this in there? Just, uh, did they not understand that they're sitting on something that's going to be collectible one day because it was a limited run production? They just don't care. Um, they don't know. They, 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 they don't care. They don't know. So, but you can still download it. It is a it is downloadable through the PlayStation Store, so you can go download it there and play it. But um, and it's so, a, it's a great game. Super Nintendo had a lot of these uh, SquareSoft and Enix uh, RPGs, and so um, I believe Enix did Illusions of Gaia. They uh, but anyway, so they had the they had the Chrono Trigger. Anything that they had their name on, I wanted it, and so then that rolled over to the PlayStation. 
and they had the um, Final Fantasy VII, of course, but then we had Konami's Sui Coden, which is a s- superb yeah. uh, hidden gem there for the PlayStation. That and Sui Coden 2. Sui Coden 2 was the most expensive game I owned for a long time. It was like $250, $300, but it's uh, since diminished just because there's so many different ways to play it. Now, that used to be the only way to play it. But that game is a phenomenal, phenomenal game. And talking about trading in collector's items, I ended up getting a Sui Coden 3 for PlayStation 2 and trading that one in. And I could tell that the guy was like, oh, you're trading this in? And I was like, yep. Somebody, He's like, somebody will be happy. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but anyway, I did that same thing with Symphony of the Night. But, but anyway, so um, there you have it for your part three down and dirty there's so many things we could have talked about so many different orders to go through just wanted to kind of highlight some of our favorite moments instead of going through and walking through every little piece of every little detail and dialogue that said um yeah we'd be here forever because that's the whole second half of the game and and the most uh time consuming so um, it took us what four it took us what four hours to read through Almost pretty much read through it word for word if you take the two, if you take the two two uh, first two episodes of this uh, series. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, we 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 thought it would be better just um, from seeing how much y'all you know, were listening to the other ones. We just thought it would be better hit the high points, hit things that we enjoyed. So, yeah. Sorry for taking so long to get it out. Lesson learned for the uh, for the series. I think we're only going to do a series now, as if the game took so long time to play. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but anyway, anything else? Uh, yes, actually. So we finally, finally got a email from Limited Run Games saying that they're shipping out our copies of Toe Jam and Earl. So we are gonna have our copies in hand of Toe Jam and Earl. And we decided to extend the contest. Uh, did we say till the fifteenth? Well, I have to correct you. Or correct me, or what did we do? Or did I have we to, shut I have down to correct you. You got an email. Oh, I got an email. I haven't gotten anything yet, and I ordered the you extra copy, and I just look for it today. And I'm gonna have Uh-oh. to email and be like, "Dude, what? Where's my uh, Toe Jam and Earl? Let's see, limited run. I'm yeah, just gonna search I got my email. email, and I do not see. When would you get it? On the thirty uh, first. I got some, I thought something like that. Let me check mine real quick, and I'll tell you. Because I didn't get nothing, dude. And I don't have to email and be like, dude, give me my money back. Uh, yeah, May 31st, limited run games. Uh, UPS. When's it going to get there? Here's my tracking number. Hang on one second, I'll tell you. Uh, should arrive to me by the end of day on Friday. Okay, let me check my other emails. But anyway, yeah, as soon as I get it, if I get it, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I don't got anything that says that. Because especially, I remember looking at when you when you said mm-hmm. that. Now, it's got to be on my uh, other email. My email that has all these. Yeah, I don't have one, man. So I'm going to have to go uh, there and email them. But anyway, as soon as we get it, we'll send that out. Um, if anybody has jumped in. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So we got to do the... Do the uh, do the drawing and all that kind of stuff and uh, get that thing out to the winner. So just Definitely. send us, just send us the, uh, the word, which is, um, what was it? Funky. funky. Okay. Yeah. Funky. funky. Yeah. I'm getting confused with all of our different podcasts here. 
<laughs> and so, that should be an easy one though. Toe well, Jim Earl, how you win? How you win Toe Jim and Earl? You got to be funky. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll talk. Thank to you, you later. so much, guys.